Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Today, Andrew King and I will talk about flow. I'm sure you've heard about it. People talk about that flow state, but many of those same people are doing something to block their own flow state. And that's not a good thing. My dear friend, Andrea, has spent decades figuring it out, and she wants to share with you. Her greatest joy is seeing people realize who they are, why they're here, and how they live their life purpose. She is a Renaissance woman, feng shui geek, and a credible creative artist who has turned her life into an almost constant state of flow. Andrea. Welcome to the Living Law of Action show. Oh, thanks, Rob. It's so good to be with you. All right. So Andrea is my very, very dear friend. And I wrote about her inside the book, The Law of Action. So Andrea is the first of many. I'm bringing back all the people that I interviewed in The Law of Action here on the Living the Law of Action show. All right. So Andrea, flow, let it flow, let it flow. Now, what does that mean? So chapter five, I believe it was, um, the the whole concept of flow is something that's really overthought by so many people. So what it is, is allowing and responding to what shows up in your life. And the flow state that people are striving to find is often the thing that they're they're trying too hard to get to because it's already there. And that's been a really interesting journey for me to understand because a lot of time the flow state isn't always the happy, joyful stuff. It's just life. It's just knowing that whatever you're doing, you're going to go through it and keep going. It's not happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> That's part of it. That's definitely part of it. And you get more of that the more you can accept and not fight the difficult stuff and keep going through it to get back to that happy, joy, joy. Is it kind of like burn the mother down? Like you have to just like go through, walk through the burning coals? Yeah, walk through it or be still through it, respond to it. But it's always keep moving and get those obstacles out of your way. Well, on the Living the Law of Action show, I talk a lot about flow. Andrea really helped me with that. And I live my life in flow. Now, am I perfect at it? No. And... My life is so much better since I've been in flow. Absolutely. It's it's really about living in the present moment and controlling your environment. It really is. It's it's also about being aware of what's in your environment and being honest about what's in your environment. So many people want to believe that there's someone they're not or they create situations to learn from, but the reality of what's in front of you is often so simple that we overlook it. Well, you know, a lot of people, you do the feng shui, which I love, and that has had a significant impact on my house Mm -hmm. in where we place things. So you notice I have a fountain outside of my door Mm -hmm. and that's money, right? Is that the money thing? Yeah. The, the, well, your door is, is in the career and uh, wealth. Well, the career space of your home. So your front door is where energy is coming in to support your career. So having a fountain that's on and flowing, just not obviously into your home, but towards your home will bring in the right 
the right career for you. And I think you've um, obviously found that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You know, when you're in flow, you know, life is not perfect. However, and I talk about this all the time, when you're in your career in flow, like so through my life, I was in flow and not in flow. And when I'm not in flow, like, for example, I used to have a, we'll make it as simple as this, I had a day spa. And I thought that was great, great business opportunity. We we just did everything right. I mean, we did the branding, the creative, had a partner, and it just it just blew up. Like, the partnership just blew up. And that wasn't my flow. And so it's so interesting because I've let that go. And now in my flow state, and look at Life Transformation Radio, Living the Law of Action, Speaking on Stages, well, Virtual Stages, and Living in My Flow because this is my wheelhouse. This is my lane. Absolutely. And it's so simple. You just said it, finding your lane. And the thing with that is you've been doing this, meaning voice work and and showing up as a speaker and using your voice as your talent for so long that it doesn't seem like work to you. It's your natural flow state. It's your, it's, you could talk all day. I know you. I could. I do talk <laughs> all you day. Do. I do. And it's wonderful because your, your voice is the kind of voice that should be talking all day. And that's, that's part of why this is so natural and easy for you is this is your flow state. This is what you're supposed to be doing. This is your purpose. And your, your voice is able to reach now so many more people and help affect their lives and, and really uplift who they are, because you're showing up the way you are. Now, how did you become Andrea King, Floganize, <laughs> Flow State Empress, Renaissance Woman, Feng Shui Aficionado? What was it? Feng Shui? Oh, wait, is it? Feng what is Shui it? Geek. Feng Shui Geek. There you go. How how did that happen? The, this was a long journey of destructive behavior, uh, failure, trying things out, not being afraid to try things out, learning, um, trying to do things that weren't easy and pushing and failing and then stopping all of it and looking at it honestly. And what's the bottom line here? It's me. I'm the common denominator. Why is this all not working? Well, it's me. Why? What am I doing? And it was like, stop, pay attention. You're trying too hard. And it was really that simple. You're trying too hard to do something that's easy and natural for you. So stop doing that and look at the easy, natural thing and do that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing to realize when you're in your lane, how everything just flows into your life. Yeah. So if you, you know, <laughs> and if just... you look at that, like I, I would say that I have a healthy level of OCD. So what that means to me is I love organizing things. I love sorting things and I love creating things. So creating spaces, organizing them and making them into useful and functional things, just, just, it's part of what I do and, and love doing naturally. So when I learned about feng shui, I had the, the support of thousands of years of wisdom underneath all of that stuff I already did that was saying, yeah, put this over here and it'll make that even more powerful. So that was like finding the golden ticket to support all the stuff I was already doing. It was really cool. Well, what I love about your life is that you were you were going down a lane. However, you kind of were in your right lane, but you weren't in the right lane. Mm-hmm. You were like going this way down one highway and there was a, a merge that you didn't take. And then all of a sudden there was a lot of friction in your life mm-hmm. and it got worse and worse and worse. And so tell me about that. It's it's kind of like 
when you're in in the river in a kayak and you're and you're paddling and all of a sudden there's a bunch of rocks there and you know it's like running into them all intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, common sense would be paddle around the rocks, but you know, really what my, my whole thing was, was I just kept bumping into each rock and, and like trying to, and, and it was, it was really a learning process about self-care and what do I need to do for me so I can be the best version of myself, do what I'm here to do so other people can be served by that. So that, that crash and burn part was, was really like, who are you and what are you doing and what are you doing to take care of yourself? And honestly, the the foundation of the work I do with most people is how are you taking care of yourself? And we're told that it's selfish and it's really not. It's the most important thing that we do. Absolutely. We talk about self-care a lot in this show. (laughs) And the one thing that I will say about you is that you, you are really experiencing a whole lot of friction in your life and you're very unhappy. And then once you got in your lane, all of a sudden everything changed. Oh, absolutely. Like, and it's funny because- it's comical. Well, it's funny. The, the law of action is the, I wrote the book that I needed to read. Right. Like I read it all the time because it's the book that I needed to read yep. and it has propelled my life mm-hmm. in, in so many ways. And it's helped a lot of people. Just you telling your story has really helped other people understand that, yeah, we're all human. We all stop at some point and say, what am I doing? Or we don't and we get stuck and, you know, like- Getting stuck in any of the, you know, decide, plan, act phase is like, oh, you know, it, we all do that. So I think that you brought a level of vulnerability to that that really needed to be seen, that everybody has trouble getting to successful. So when you compare yourself to someone who's wildly successful and like, wow, I'll never be there, what you're forgetting is that they had a journey too. Absolutely. They, they had to get there. They had to like fall down and get back up and keep going. And you know, the biggest thing is to start to see those rocks in the river, paddle around them, like stop running into them. Like you really don't have to collide with everything. So what is a way if someone is, I mean, what is their life going to look like if they're intentionally bumping into rocks, but they're not intentionally bumping into rocks so that they can actually learn from this moment? Usually that is um, comes up in the form of blame. So if you're bumping into stuff, you're having trouble you're having health issues, whatever it is, your your body's trying to tell you, the universe is trying to tell you, your friends and family, everything's trying to tell you like, hey, you're not making the right choices. You're not paying attention to what you're doing. So stop, pay attention to what you're doing and go back into the space of ownership of your action and ownership of your choices instead of blaming someone else for what's going on. Yeah. So a lot of it's like the universe says, okay, you're not in your lane. I'm going to give you a gentle reminder. Yes. And it's a little tap, little love tap. And then- <laughs> The first the, time. The first time. And then it's going to be, again, you're going to go along life. And then there's going to be another message from the universe of like, hmm. whoa, now okay. a nudge. Another nudge. And then it's going to be another. And until you start paying attention, and ultimately what's going to happen is it's going to be a two by four across your head. It really is. And that's really and that's is. what happened to me with mm-hmm. my my blood clot. Absolutely. And and a lot of people, I wasn't paying attention to the details that here I have a Charlie horse. You know, my daughter Aiden was saying, Dad, you got a blood clot. Oh, I don't have a blood clot. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, I'm fine, is like the yeah, biggest thing. It's okay, block. I'm fine. And <laughs> and during that time was my whole life was blowing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it was all blowing up. Yep. <laughs> and um so once I got in that space of like, oh, these are clues. Mm-hmm. These are general reminders. And then the fact that I'm laying in this bed right now, trying not to die. 
Oh, oh yeah. I got it. You got slowed down to a place where you had to stop because you wouldn't stop until you got slowed down that hard. <laughs> you know what? I think this pandemic is like the bitch yes. slap to the world. It is slow of the down, universe. everybody. It, yep. Stop. Mm-hmm. Like all of us. It really is. It's It's been huge for people to to be forced to look at their own lives. A lot of people are doing home improvement in this point that they just never did before. They're looking at themselves. They're looking at their health. They're looking at everything because they don't have that distraction option anymore. Well, let's just go out and do something and not look at ourselves. It's fascinating. Yeah. It was a big reality check for people that realized that at any moment, I talk about this all the time, any moment your life can change. Absolutely. Just, I mean, Absolutely. Like, like that. In an instant. <laughs> and I mean, seriously. And so the whole world got that message. Yeah. And, really strong. And the family dynamic of that too, the relationships, the people being stuck in the same building and spending time together when they would have typically gone to work, not seen each other or like minimize that time together. They were forced to look at their relationships and they were forced to interact. And a lot of, you know, a lot of difficulty came out of that because it was so much like, you don't have a choice. You have to be in the same house. Now you're both working from home. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. I am so blessed that I have an incredible wife that Absolutely. has been here working inside this home all the time. And it was great. Like I fell even more in love with her. Yeah. And I know people that, well, they're getting divorced. It, yeah. I mean, it's their marriage is over. They're like, why did I even marry you? Right. You know, because it was all fun and games. And mm. then, you know, the rubber met the road and they're like, have to provide for each other and, and be there and accommodate each other, the, the good and the bad. And it was, it's been too much for so many people. It has. And I, I think it's also the level of vulnerability because when you're with someone constantly, you, you just can't hide anymore. You're there, you're in their world. There's like, you're in the same house you can't hide from each other. And when you leave for work every day, you're apart for eight hours. Right. You're a different person. You come back into the house and you're you're both in, you know, that space that you play together. But when there is no escape from that, you have to look at who you are and who you are as a couple or a family or a parent. And a lot of that too, kids being home from school, like parents are used to taking their kids to school, leaving them there for eight hours. Kid break. Oh, then, I, oh yeah. I'm and a then picking them up. You know? Four kids. And she actually actually had to quit her job. And- raising her kids is a full-time job now. Yeah. And apparently, and they're, they're for young and old. And she goes, it's a full-time job doing all this stuff with the interaction with the teachers and all that. She goes, I'm beyond exhausted. Absolutely. This is also an opportunity for us to look at how we are using our spaces, you know, getting back to flow when we're home. And when we're not home, we come home and we use like a 20% of our house. Right. When we live, work, breathe, you know, spend all of our time in our home, we have to be aware of how we use our spaces and become more efficient. So something that that I've done is is to rearrange spaces. Obviously, we have kids at home, so we have computers in the living room. And it was it was okay for a while, but then it just became really agitating. So we have to be aware, like, wow, that's really too much. Having all the kids in the living room while we're trying to do our work and live our lives, like this is really just too much. So we had to come up with a new solution and put their put their desks into a different room and and set up a new space for them so everybody would thrive again because we were all we were just feeling that tension and i think that's the biggest part of the flow state is is feeling that tension and responding to it immediately not letting it fester and and saying it's okay 
Is it okay? It's never okay. It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you ask someone, how are you? And they say, I'm okay. Uh, I'm fine. You know, that that's usually a way to not answer the question. But when someone loves you enough to ask you, like, go ahead and tell them, like, you know what? I'm really tired of this and I, I could use some help. And, you know, that's that's a big part of, of what I work with and teach as well is asking for help and allowing people to show up and help you. And it's such a huge part of seeing where your purpose is and where your flow state is, because you'll realize what you're good at. You're so good at, you don't even realize you're good at it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> so, it's, it, it's true. Um, when you're in your flow, life is, you know, people say, easy. how do you have five podcasts? How do you right. do all this talking? How do you do all this audio? How do you do this creative? I'm like, it's easy for you. It's, it's totally easy. your natural state. It, it, this is not a state I could be in. This is not my flow state. What you're doing is, is not something that I could do. When I show up, I'm an extroverted introvert. So I show up and I'm very present, very powerful for short times. And then I need a lot of solitude. So I couldn't do what you do and be present and, and give this much energy out without a lot of time to recover from it. But when I do show up, I come up with huge solutions and then make changes to spaces that continue to thrive after I've left. Absolutely. That's that's kind of a, the best thing about it is to create these spaces that people people as humans can really thrive in. And I love that. And that's important. You know, one of the things that I always talk about is to live every day like you want to be alive. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, you know, how you're doing your job, whatever, but it's also to create an environment in your home that is enjoyable because we're in our homes a whole lot more. I mean, I'm continuing to declutter and get rid of more stuff and more stuff and more stuff. Um, You know, I will say when the pandemic started, we had a collection of Amazon boxes that were just, you know, a a mile high. Mm -hmm. And it's also an opportunity when you're in your flow. Like I look at all the stuff that I have in my life and I'm like, this doesn't serve me. That was from another business. That was yes. from another another part of Rob. <laughs> I don't need that. Like, Absolutely. I just don't need that in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing. We're just going to keep talking about it and talking about it. Find your flow mm-hmm. and get in the very present moment and find your flow. You deserve to be happy. And a lot of people are not happy right now. And here's the cool part. You're responsible for your life the way it is right now. And I don't mean to blame. That's huge. But I mean, you're responsible. Every decision that you made in your life is based on where your life is today. Absolutely. It's it's a foundation that you've created that you don't even want to admit that you've created when your life isn't going well. And you try to blame someone else going back to that, that, that blame versus ownership dynamic. When you are in a flow state, you never blame anyone else. You're completely self-owner, self-owning and in self-ownership of every circumstance that you're in. And it's it's terrifying to to realize that when your life isn't going well, that you've created that. But when you stop and think about it, okay, why have I created this? What am I doing? And usually it's because you've been distracting yourself so much that you've your your subconscious is like kicking you in the butt, like, hey. What are you doing? And it's like you're telling yourself, but you're not listening to yourself until you start realizing this is me. This is all me. I'm doing this. And you have to like step out of your own life and watch like a movie. Yeah, (laughs) It's like turning on a screen, watching yourself interact with someone else and going, do I like that person? What are they doing? How are they showing up? Do they sound like 
someone I would even want to be around. And it, it's, it's a strange dynamic to step outside of yourself and have that level of self-awareness, but it's really powerful. And I would even say in regards to flow, that also is the same for relationships. Oh, absolutely. You know, I have made some dramatic changes in relationships in my life and I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. It's huge in relationships. And it's also a trust that the person or people in your life love you regardless. Like the unconditional love is, it, it really means no matter what you are, what you're going through, what choice you've made, these people will love you and support you. And there's a, a and I, and I'm worthy element of that, that most humans, like I'm not good enough is a really strong program for most of our lives until oh, we yeah. start going, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I deserve, I deserve a great partner. I deserve to be adored and, and I deserve affection and I deserve someone who will cook for me. And wow, I deserve all that. And and it takes a bit to get there. If you don't have a solid model of that growing up as a family with a solid, you know, parental example of, of like, maybe you have a mom and she loves you, but she never cooked for you. So you don't understand what it's like to be fed. You don't understand, like maybe your, your, your mom doesn't know how to be affectionate, but she does cook for you. So now you don't know how to be physically affectionate. Right. And we learn these things as we grow up, we learn it from our surroundings. And then as adults, we try and like connect with another person who has their own set of stuff and then make it all match. <laughs> and it never does. So finding that flow with someone is like, okay, I see that that's part of you and who you are and your experience. So let's see how your experience and mine and how we can we can heal this together. We can grow together and we can create a space where we're both really in flow together. And I can fill in and you can fill in and it's all going to work much better. Yeah. You deserve to be happy. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> like people like what? <laughs> you deserve to be happy. It's amazing. So I was married for 18 years, had a challenging marriage. And I remember after after she moved out and I was at home and I was sitting in my studio mm. and all of a sudden, oh, that's a weird feeling. Hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. That was a kind of cool thing. And, you know, the other thing is, is that not only do you deserve to be happy, but you need to have people in your life that are worthy of being in your life. Oh, definitely. And your life is a is one time. This is it. So if your relationship is not the relationship you want and it's not in flow and you're it's so much effort, um uh it's okay it's, to to do a, like a reset. It's and, yeah, it's a good idea. And it's absolutely that's the highest level of self-care is choosing who's in your life and having healthy boundaries and understandings with those people. So you can be surrounded by people who are your cheerleaders and who love you and support you and realize that feeling worthy of having those people in your life will show you exactly who those people aren't. And letting them go is so easy when you understand that you've chosen those people to show you where you don't love yourself. That is a huge issue for most people. Like I brought that person in to show me something about myself that I don't want to see. Yeah. So acknowledge it, love it about yourself, heal it, let her go and get that person out. They may or may not ever change, but you can get them out of your life. And, and, and that goes for family too. Oh yeah. So understand that you got to create your tribe. You deserve to be happy. And when you're happy, you're in a very flow state. Mm -hmm. Happy, and, happiness is, is it's, it's flow, but it's also acceptance and ability to move through whatever comes at you. So like I said, it may not always be joy and butterflies, but 
that flow state and that happiness comes in like, wow, I feel really, really crappy today. Okay, what do I need? I'm going to go to work and push through it. No, that's not it. Okay, what do I really need? Sit down, drink some tea and just sit and just listen to what your body needs and, and stop for a minute and tune in. Don't push through it. That's where you find that level of self-love that that takes so much time if you've never done it before. If you're used to overgiving, this is a huge thing we do. We give ourselves so much to everybody else that we forget. Probably should take care of myself here too. Yeah, you cannot take care of others until you take care of yourself. Yep, and it's not being selfish <laughs> to take care of yourself. <laughs> we know this and we say this and we tell ourselves this. So we have to yeah, still they, learn it. Yeah, they talk about, you know, put your oxygen mask on first before yep. you give it to your kids. Mm-hmm. We have You can't pour from an empty cup. We hear all these things, but then one day it's like, oh, that's real. And you just like something happens. And I, I don't honestly can't even tell you the moment that that all shifted for me because I think it was gradual. But when it did, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've just not gotten these cliches. And this feels like that, all these cliches and catchphrases. <laughs> and I, I think that men just inherently do self-care. We just take care of ourselves. We just do what we need to do. And I have a lot of women friends that feel so guilty. Like, oh my God, I feel so guilty. I just like put the kids to sleep. I told my husband, I'm going, I'm uh, leave me alone. I just want to do a cow gun, take me away. I just want to take a bath yeah. by myself. Yes. And they're knocking on the door and they're doing this. And it's it's all about boundaries. You need to set that for yourself. You need to be able to recharge. It, it's really important. And even putting on your own calendar, this is something I started doing that made a huge difference. If you have a calendar or any kind of digital calendar, Pick a time, just one day a week where you put me on your calendar and you don't schedule anything else that day. And that sounds insane to devote a whole day to yourself. So if that's too much, do it in like two half days. But when you put that on your calendar and someone says, hey, can you, then you see that and you don't you don't schedule that. You leave that open. And then when that time comes, the trick is not to like get busy and do a bunch of stuff. It's to feel like, what do I want? What do I want right now? Do I want a pedicure? Do I want a bath? Yeah. Do I want a sandwich? Do I want a nap? Like, oh my, and then you get all excited. Like, oh my gosh, I can do any of these things for me. It's me time. And you know, people's like, oh, I need my me time. (laughs) And usually by the time they get to it, it's like, I just need to, I just need a nap because I'm so tired. And that's okay. So my very, very, very dear friend, Rebecca, she lives her life so in relation to a calendar. I mean, every single day, Every single hour mm-hmm. is mapped out. Schedules. Mm-hmm. Schedule, schedule, schedule. And I mean, we're talking weeks in advance, months in advance. Yep. Want to have them come hang out with us. She's like, okay, well, uh, this is January. So let's look for March or April. <laughs> so like I'm booking her for June. I booked her in June for, for February. It's great. But what I love about her calendar, and I've seen her calendar before, is she has scheduled on her calendar her time. Absolutely. It's, it's her own time it's and it's so good. She can do whatever she wants there. And that's a boundary. It's like, huge. It, it's not, it's not, it's negotiable if she wants to be negotiable, but it's her time. Right. And she has our, she knows that about herself that she has that scheduled. And that allows for her to be so much more powerful, present, and recharged for the rest of her busy calendar that it's not, it doesn't feel busy anymore. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Self-care is great. It enhances her relationship because a lot of people want her attention. You know, she's got all kinds of people in her life. She's got to deal with her kids, her partners. She has her 
Rebecca time locked and loaded. And I just, I just think that's incredible. And she declares that's her time. Absolutely. You know, this is another thing bringing that up is, is being unavailable is a really powerful thing to learn. Stop answering your phone. Stop responding to everything immediately. The world can wait. And the less available you are, the more desirable you are, which sounds really strange. But when you when you teach people how to treat you, hey, you know, I don't feel good right now. I can't answer the phone. Um, it's, it's taking care of yourself and it's teaching them, like, I'm not always going to be able to answer the phone. And it's because I'm taking care of me and it's because I want to be present when I do answer the phone for you. So it's a huge thing to schedule that time to take care of yourself and to be less available. So the scheduling thing with her is like, if you want to see her, get on her calendar and then you know you'll be on her calendar. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great too. Okay. My mind just totally went blank. <laughs> Do you know why it went blank? Bacon. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So the house is permeating with bacon <sighs> right now. And all of a sudden I just, I like, I, I know I saw that. It's bacon. <laughs> so I, I don't know, just to change the subject, because yeah, bacon. the power of bacon. I saw this video on TikTok and it's twisted bacon and you twist it and they, they finish up. They almost look like those dog treats. Yep. I don't know how it tastes better twisted, <laughs> but it's amazing. And here's the thing. That's another thing about being in flow is to absolutely <laughs> positively enjoy what you're doing and be mindful of that. Like I am so excited. I guarantee you when I eat that bacon, <laughs> I will enjoy every single bite. And most people don't take the time to be mindful oh, yeah. of, of just enjoying a meal yeah. or presence in general and being embodied and present in yourself and with who you're with all of that with your food like I said, with, with your self-care, you know, looking in the mirror and going, what do I need? But also who's in front of you? What do they need? Um, what am I eating? You know, when you're mindlessly putting stuff into your body, like it's, it's, it's a different energy than when you look at it and say, oh my gosh, this is such, yeah, you're right. The bacon smells pretty good. <laughs> it's it's a totally different energy to like smell the bacon and then look at the bacon. Sorry, vegetarians. And, uh, you know, really appreciate this came from an animal. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Thank you for your gift. Thank you for coming here and being a bacon provider for me. <laughs> so the gratitude and appreciation for everything and every moment. And this comes full circle to the gratitude for your experience, even when it sucks, is huge in flow. So when you are in a flow state and something really goes rough and really wrong, to, to still stay in that flow state of like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what I need to do. This is how I'm going to respond to this. Thank you for this opportunity. You know, thank you for this. Thank you for this growth. Thank you for this communication. Thank you for this understanding. And it's everything you go through with that kind of grace gives you so much more presence, embodiment, and power in your daily life that you can handle more, you become more resilient, you become more powerful, you become more grounded. And, and people are drawn to that because they, they want it, but they don't understand it. So the flow state's biggest message is stop fighting and pay attention and own what you're doing. And really pay attention because if you don't pay attention to the hints mm -hmm. that the universe is putting before you, they will get more intense. 
bigger and louder. Until they really, they, they really will. It's kind of like, it's like, Hey, uh, Rob, um, you need to make an adjustment here. And then it would be like, Hey Rob, you need to make an adjustment. <laughs> and then it would be like, Hey Rob. And then it would be like, Hey Rob, <laughs> knock it off. You need to get in flow. You need to get onto the right lane. Yeah. So it is, it's, a, it's that simple. A lot of these things are like car crashes, things that really like stop your life. And, yeah. and, and if you listen before you get there, you can avoid these situations when you listen to the subtle messages. Yeah. When you have something happen in your life, like, Oh my God, something happened. Stop for a moment and see and feel if you're in flow and find out where the friction is and really evaluate your life and if you are living it the way that you should be living it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's self-ownership. And it's a really tough thing to say, again, I did this to myself. I made this decision. I stepped into this space. I stepped into this relationship. Okay, this is where I'm at. What am I going to do next? Do I want to continue this? Do I want to step out of it? Do I want to stay a little longer to make sure I get it? But the self-awareness is just really the biggest piece of of the whole thing is is just owning who you are. And even if you have a trusted friend and, you know, what am I doing here? And I've done this many times. I have I have several friends who I'll call them like, I can't see the back of my head right now. And <laughs> they know what that means because I'm doing something, something's weird something's not working. And I'm like, what is it? And they'll tell me, they're like, oh, well, this thing, oh my gosh. So find those people in your life that you can trust to ask that question to like, I feel like I'm doing something really wrong or something's not working and be vulnerable. Let them tell you, say, this is, this is what I see. And then, and, and be able to hear that and be able to take a new action on it. Absolutely. And one thing that I want to clarify mm-hmm. You are responsible for your life the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you're to blame. And that's a big distinction. Absolutely. It's not about beating yourself up. It's the power of like, oh my God, my life is the way it is right now because of the decisions that I made in the past. And if you have the power to take responsibility for everything that's happened in your life up to today, that means you have the power to rewrite what's on the canvas for the next second from now. Right. Because you're responsible for what's up to today. You're also responsible for as you go forward in the future. And when you get that, that is joyful. Like joyful, joyful, joyful. Yeah, the the now moment is always the now moment. And that's another thing to stop living in the past and repeating things is to stay in the now moment. And it takes practice to not try and reach into the past or worry about the future, but really be present with what is now and know every choice you make in every moment is going to define your path and and you can change it at any time. Absolutely. It's great. It's important to live in the very present moment and also to take those times out to breathe. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, you've recommended this before. My friend Stacy recommended it. I had a very, um, power went out, alarm, alarm didn't go off. I was overslept. It was all out of disheveled. And I'm like, oh my God, the phone's ringing. I missed appointments. And it was a crazy day. And I was not in my body. Mm-hmm. And if you would have been here, you would have said, Rob, go walk on the grass, <laughs> connect with Mother Earth. My friend <laughs> Stacy told me to do that as well. Yep. And I did that. And then I also did the the cupping I was mm-hmm. still, I don't know what that was, but it was just kind of like, oh, I felt really good. It's getting in your body. Sure. Yeah. So I, and once I got back in, I'm like, 
God, oh, there I am. Yeah. But I was just, I couldn't do anything. Right. And I was like, you know, Brenna, my, my assistant Brenna was like asking me to do stuff. And I'm like, look, I am not present right now. I can't focus. I'm in a panic <laughs> right now. And I don't even really panic. And I was just not in my right mind. I'm not in my spirit, not in my flow. And once I just took the time out to get in the grass and mm-hmm. just to feel Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. The, the energy is real. The energy is there. Nature is so recharging and we don't spend enough time in it. And if you think about the message for the past year has been go inside, stay inside. And if you go sit in the sun, your life force goes back up. If you go yeah. s- push your feet in the dirt, your life force goes back up. If you go take a shower, your energy changes, your life force goes back up. So, you know, if you can be in nature, even if it's just dirt anywhere or a tree or anything, it it makes a difference. And when you can be in that level of self-awareness of, wow, I am not grounded. Okay, stop what I'm doing. I'm not effective right now. Okay, go outside. Okay, sit in the sun. Okay, 10 minutes later. Okay, I'm good. And it's yeah. quick. It's a it quick is. recovery when you can be that aware. Well, I try to do walks. And when I go on a walk, I look for two things. One, I like to listen for the wind, if mm-hmm. there's wind. Mm-hmm. I love to listen for birds in the distance. Mm-hmm. I like to see birds flying. <laughs> Always excited when a hummingbird flies by. That's like really a, mm-hmm. a win. And then I just get off the charts excited when I see a butterfly. Oh, There's yeah. not a lot of butterflies out there. Yeah. And when you see a butterfly, you're like, Aww. Oh, yeah. Yeah, things are going to be just, just fine. Yeah. Just, are there some steps other than that that people can, you know, snap, do a, uh, a state change and get into flow when they're just feeling out of it other than that? I think that probably the best advice to somebody who's really frazzled and really just doesn't know how to get in that that centered, grounded now moment is to breathe deeply. And, you know, you hear this, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. When your emotion is up in your heart and up in your chest and you feel all this this frazzly, ungrounded energy and you take a minute to breathe all the way down into your belly and really feel that breath come in, you'll you'll feel your shift. And it, it, sometimes it'll take a few minutes to, to even be able to take a deep breath because most people breathe so shallowly most of the time that when you become aware of it and start doing it consciously, when you can get your breath into your belly, it's like, oh, and then you stop feeling that fluttery emotion and you start, you feel really present and really clear so you can respond from a really uh, now moment space. Andrea, yeah. I could talk to you for a lot longer. I However, know, bacon. I smell bacon. <laughs> it's like so good. Okay. So if you want to reach Andrea, you can go to her website. It's floganize.com. That's floganize.com. And uh, yeah. Check her out. Thanks, Rob. Love ya. Love you too. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen to the Living Love Action Show. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along with my very special guest, Andrea King, to touch your heart, move you, inspire you. Remember, decide, plan, act. Until next time, live a life of inspired action. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actus. Please rate, review, and subscribe.